This is Hazel. It's Azura. And I'm Jermaine. And welcome back to another episode of Cleverty's Hash Podcast. Today's topic, I think, is something that anyone and everyone can relate to. And we've got the best guest in the studio for this. Say hello to Tian Razen. Hi, everybody. Tian, tell us, what have you been up to? What are you doing right now? Okay, so uh, thank you so much for having me on your Hash Podcast. Uh, I'm a certified personal trainer. I've been a personal trainer for eight years <gasps> now. I'm a host on Click Network's No Sweat. So it's a fitness and wellness show. And I also run a uh, personal training app called No Sweat. Um, and it's an app p- pretty much to help people work out from home and start getting fit. Wow, oh. we should check out this app. No sweat. Well, how many pull-ups can you do? Huh? Pull-ups? <laughs> yeah. You know, I think like at once, maybe like three. I'm not oh. that good at pulls. Like honestly, I'm not a pull-up queen. I, I'm better at my pushes. How many pull-ups? push-ups? <laughs> Um, I don't know. It depends who's challenging me to it. Oh, wow! <laughs> There's also a show that you are on that Hazel was also in an episode of <gasps> Camel Kakis. Yes, Camel Kakis. Whole Lot Fall In. Yes, Whole Lot Fall In. So I was in episode one and episode two and it was just, I mean, it was a really awesome experience. Yes. Like we got to yes. join the army essentially. Whoa. We got to go to Tekong. I mean, from, yeah. from my episode, we got to go to Tekong. We got to use the guns and, <gasps> and we wow. got to, yeah, be army medics and do all this combat training. It was insane and like pretty much the worst like the most intense training I've ever experienced in my life. No way. Coming but from a PT. Yeah, like coming yeah. from a PT, like that stuff is intense. I have so much respect for servicemen who actually do this. But I'm so happy that it's finally out. It was a two-year project. Nice. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. It lasted like over like two, two, two years. years. Because, of COVID. because of COVID, yeah. that's right. So for mine, episode four is actually the Navy episode. We actually got to experience what it's like. And then there was this part where they made like water really gush in mm-hmm. into the submarine mm-hmm. and we had to fix the hole. Like find out where the hole is, wow. fix it so that we can save ourselves from drowning. <gasps> Incredible. You oh were my in goodness. the water? In the water. And then I could barely see. I was just like... <laughs> <laughs> wherever anything is, I was just like, you know, wow. put a plank there. And then the, the, the pressure was so hard, you yeah. know. Yeah. It was so tough to just put my hand there and then stop the water from coming in. Incredible experience. That sounds like, you know, a very physically um, challenging, yeah, yeah. intensive yeah. thing. Um, we actually discussed uh, confidence and style a few episodes back, but now we want to go into the physicality of it, right? Mm. Um, it's about body image, it's about self-image issues, loving yourself and all that uh, when it comes to the physical body, right? Mm. And I think, Tian, you're perfect for this, but a question to the floor. Have you girls ever struggled with body image issues? Of course. Of course. Oh, so it's a yes all around yes what about our crew everyone body image issues even the guys yeah Yeah, even the guys yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a universal experience right and it's not just girls that go through this I know plenty of guys that do Um, but Tian as a fitness trainer and a public figure Mm -hmm. how important is your body image to you okay so that's a very good question and might be a bit of a controversial one uh, because I do think that as a personal trainer your body is your business card so I wouldn't really buy hair conditioner or shampoo from a bald person. You know what I mean? Like, okay, this is okay, it's a bit controversial, but I think that it's totally fair for people to want to get to hire a personal trainer because they aspire to look like this personal yes. trainer. They aspire to be motivated because they're like, wow, this person has like a nice body. I want to work out like them. However, I have met a lot of personal trainers who might not particularly look the part of a personal mm. trainer. I mean, they don't have those abs. They might not have like like strong arms or anything like that. But they have the credibility because they have the experience mm. and, you know, they've been educated in this field. Mm. So they are really good trainers and they see they do show results. Yeah. But I totally think it's very fair to make the assumption that um, people would still want to go for a personal trainer who looks the part. Mm. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I definitely understand that. Um, it, over the years, right, body image has 
ebbed and flowed and changed so much. In the early 2000s, your Nicole Richie, Paris Hilton era, mm-hmm. it was all about the skinty body, mm-hmm. you know, low-rise jeans. Were we around? Were we alive? I still we remember were, that. Yeah, but we were that. babies. Yeah, 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 we, were. we were babies, yeah. Yes. And then it became the voluptuous Kim Kardashian, yes. you know. Um, but one thing that has not changed throughout all these years is diet culture. Mm-hmm. No matter skinny, no matter voluptuous, it's still about diet culture. What do you girls think about this? It is toxic to a certain extent, but also you can use it to your advantage. Oh. To help you to eat a bit more clean, a bit more healthy. Mm-hmm. That's what I feel. Especially for me, after I joined the industry, uh, I've shared this uh, a couple of times. Before I joined the industry, I was, I love my carbs, I love my sugar. After I joined the industry, I started to learn more about what dieting actually is, what causes me to be fat. So I cut down, I moderate. So I feel like it's a double-edged sword. Mm. What do you think? Um, I think that diet culture is something that you know, you, you place an intention on weight loss, mm. but it's how you get to that weight loss. Is it a healthy way? Is right. it sustainable? Or is it a toxic way? Like, for example, um, Tian, I don't know if you've ever had, like, detox teas mm-hmm. when you were younger or, mm-hmm. yeah? I, I want to, like, admit right now mm. that I have tried so many detox drinks yeah. because I was curious, like, what are all these teas? You have all these slimming teas, yeah. you have all these slimming pills, you have all these diuretics. I even had this crazy addiction for this period of time where I actually tried so many diuretics and I was trying to see, like, which diuretic, like, works to the point that it was so bad, I was addicted to shitting. Like, I was literally <laughs> addicted to shitting. I'm not even joking, okay? Like, it wasn't even to be skinny or anything. It's just, like, the idea of cleansing your body. Yeah, no, I joke, stop laughing. Like, cleansing your body. It wasn't to be skinny. It was just like, I was so obsessed with like, like shitting. So I remember when I was in the States, right? I actually tried this very intense um, diuretic they can get over the counter. And I was like, oh, okay, let's try this out. And it was like the worst like shitting experience ever. I remember because the next day I went for like this Pride Festival, yeah. right? And then I was like walking through New York City. And then suddenly like this like heat wave like flashed across like the city. And then out of nowhere, I really needed to use the toilet. And you know, you're in New York. And it's super crowded, and it's a, it's like the like twenty or thirty thousand people or whatever. No, private no public- you you can't get out. Of yeah, the you can't get out. And there's yeah. no public toilet because they close all the public toilets. So I was like, oh my god! Like I said, I was like crying so hard. I was like, I'll never do this again. And then like I I just remember going to this like Thai restaurant, um, and they were very nice because I'm Asian, so they like let me in and they let me use the toilet. After that incident, I was like, okay, I am never doing. Diuretics again is really very harmful for you. Listen, oh learn. Yeah, guys, that, don't use diuretics. That moment when you really needed the washroom and you yeah. could not find one. Yeah. Oh my god. That's one of yeah, life's painful. worst experiences. It was, it was yeah. one of the biggest experiences of my life. Oh, like man. really changed my life. But I think we have to we have to um define diet culture, right? Okay. Diet culture is, is where you place more importance on your body's appearance mm-hmm. than your well-being. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm. when you say like, oh, you know, I, I'd like to eat healthier for my well-being, that's not really the bad part of diet mm-hmm. culture. Okay. That's just, you know, you watching your diet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, diet culture is, for example, um, guilt-tripping yourself for having a full meal. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, where you're like, ah, I ate until I was so full or I shouldn't have eaten dessert. Why did I eat so much? Mm. Or labeling foods as good or bad. Like, carbohydrates are bad. I'll never eat carbs because mm. they make me fat. They make me look fatter. Mm. That's not true, by the way. Yeah, it is mm. not true. But a lot of people, they believe that because they see that online. Or um, avoiding certain social events to avoid eating because you know that you're going to have to have an eight-course meal at this event mm. and you don't want to put yourself in that situation mm. or um, lead to maybe eating disorders. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's a big problem because there are just so many diets out there 
you yes. said. You know, there, I can like you can name so many. There's the intermittent fasting. Yeah. There is keto diets. Right. There is the yeah the low carb diet like the Atkins diet. There is like all these very strange diets that are out there. And I can say that I've personally tried them. Just I mean, I was curious to see what they were. But my take is that diets are always. I feel that diets can be used for to achieve a certain goal. But what's unhealthy about diets is that it is not sustainable, mm. you know. And then once you achieve your weight, if it's not a sustainable goal, like cutting out rice completely, like I know some people go keto diet, and then you realize that hey, actually the keto diet is not something I can sustain long term. And then that's when it becomes damaging because your body can yo-yo. It's called yo-yo dieting or crash dieting. Mm. Your body actually goes back, and it kind of becomes even more intense. You put on weight even more intensely yeah, when you right. get off the diet. Oh. Sorry, question. So because you know with this different diets, you take different things, you eat different things right aside from the you know bouncing back of weight mm -hmm. does it do something to your body internally as well you know when you cut out like certain food groups mm -hmm. or you know when you focus on certain things mm -hmm. that's cr essentially crash dieting and yo-yo right. dieting that a lot of people um, unfortunately fall into this trap mm. of thinking okay I want to lose weight I'm going to cut out rice completely mm. I'm going to you know cut out this cut out mm. that um, and I'm going to you know I'm going to eat less Okay, yeah. and I think that's one of the biggest, that's the most damaging one when you would think like, okay, I'm going to lose weight so I'm going to eat half of whatever I eat. Mm -hmm. And that can be really bad because it can cause you long-term met metabolic damage. Oh, no. right. Yeah, it can cause you to uh, develop certain deficiencies. And there's also, I mean, there's also another controversial topic but that's also why I feel certain things like veganism mm. um, where you actually lack a lot of nutrition. That can also be quite detrimental to the body because you actually lack a lot of very vital nutrients that you are meant to have. And after knowing all of this, what I find amazing is that diet culture is still looked up upon like mm -hmm. a god, you know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like I have so many friends, girlfriends, they look up to people like Blackpink Lisa, oh Jenny, you know, what their, their tiny yes. ways. Yes. And then they start comparing themselves to friends around them. Mm -hmm. So I have this other friend who in her words has a very bad relationship with food mm -hmm. okay. she can like eat one meal every two days or something like that oh. she's very skinny you know mm -hmm. she looks good she's happy about it but it's just not sustainable yes. and friends around her want to copy her style of mm -hmm. dieting because oh, no. they feel like it can make them look as good as she is because oh, they man. see the results correct on her that's they actually very that. bad for you I know of someone who doesn't yeah. have consistent meals and now her how do you say her digestive um, mm -hmm. tract is is permanently damaged mm. and she might have to be on medication for the rest oh of her God. life mm. yeah because she doesn't eat at proper times she misses meals and all so that me. yeah. <laughs> yes but is it because she wants to lose weight <laughs> no it's because she works she doesn't <laughs> have enough time yeah but i think it's the relationship with food right mm. how you perceive food for people with eating disorders for example um they they might view food as something that's evil yeah they view food as something that they, they don't deserve to have, yeah. for example. I don't know if you have any experience with eating disorders. Or your disorders. clients. Yes. Um, so, I think that probably happens the most with carbs. You know, uh, the experience of, okay, maybe I shouldn't eat so much carbs because carbs make me fat. Mm. So, that is a very huge misconception that I would like to clear up here because carbs don't make you fat. Overeating, eating a caloric surplus, that makes you put on weight. Right. It's a very simple equation. So, it's calories in versus calories out. If you're consuming... Um, less calories that you're putting out, then you're putting yourself in a deficit. So that can help you lose weight. But if you're eating more calories than you are putting, burning. than you're burning, mm. then obviously you're going to gain weight. It's a very, very simple equation over here. And I think that the misconception here is that carbs are going to make me fat. But it's not the carbs. It's actually everything else that you are consuming as well that so, are adding to the calories that you're intaking. So where mm. does fat play into this whole thing? Mm -hmm. um, where you take in the fat 
from your food, like fried food and oils and all that, and then body fat. How does that okay. work? So it's not a fat equals fat. So okay. that's why I say there's actually good fat versus bad fat, right? right? There is the healthy fats like avocado, olive right. oil, avocado oh. oil, nuts, uh, salmon, mm-hmm. right? Omega. These are all good fats uh, that you need because they are essential for your body. But then there's also the bad fats, like the saturated fats. You know, Mm. things like... I mean, all the yummy foods that we all love. Let's be honest. Fried chicken, truffle fries. Yeah, so there are the good fats. But you see, if you eat more calories, your body's going to store the extra Mm. calories and that if you don't expand it, it's going to be converted to fats. Mm. So it's a very, very simple equation that I feel has been kind of like made a bit complicated because of dieting culture and because people have so many different opinions as to what is the right way to eat yeah okay so question because to lose weight you need to go into a calorie deficit right Mm -hmm. and some people take that too far Mm -hmm. but when you take too little calories that's a problem as well that is correct so i think that you know i'm not going to promote what's the right amount of calories for your body because everybody's body is different but it's very essential for you to not only eat the calories that you need for energy Mm. um, and to eat in the caloric deficit but it's to also fill your body with the nutrients that you need Mm -hmm. so I think like it's more so the focus now now is not eating less the focus is eating Eating the right right foods for your body Uh, that's correct so do you eat three meals a day Tian? I personally don't eat three meals a day. I actually eat two meals a day. Oh, okay. uh, on purpose? Not on purpose. Oh. I eat intuitively. Have you guys heard of intuitive eating? Like uh, trusting I your like gut? the sound of that. Okay. Um, <laughs> if you feel like it, you eat it. Huh? But I'll be eating okay. all day like how? Okay. I'll okay. be snacking all day. <laughs> okay, well, what, what's your interpretation of intuitive eating? Um, when you're hungry, you eat. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, no, that's that's a very fair that's a very fair assumption. Okay, yes. What's your thoughts on intuitive eating? When you feel like it within reason. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wait, what is intuitive eating? Okay, so you basically you guys are all correct. Oh, in a sense that it's listening to your body essentially, okay. and I know that's a very broad that's that's a very broad definition. But when you feel like your body needs the food, and you feel like your body needs to be satiated, and you feel like you need the energy, and that that's when you eat, and that's when you fill your body with the foods that it needs for whatever activity that you have to do. But it's the choice of foods that's important as well. But because it's the, it's the type yeah, of food. I get hungry at like midnight. I want to eat cup noodles. If I listen yeah. to my body, I'll just go and eat. <laughs> that, that, that's that's correct, and that's yeah. the struggle, and and that's I think the. Very very com- that's the complex nature yeah. of dieting, right? So I actually, um, I feel that intuitive, you know, if, if diet culture was not so toxic, intuitive eating would just be eating. Right. Uh, yeah, that's So true. what is your intuitive eating? You so, say two meals a day. Okay, so for me, I eat intuitively based on my schedule, um, what, which is why personal training comes into play because, you know, as a personal trainer, I really guide them um, and break all these misconceptions. Like, you know, this misconception that you eat three meals a day. Some people say eat five meals a day. Some yeah. people say eat one meal a day. And this just overcomplicates things, guys. Like, honestly, you just eat when you, when you need to eat. Okay, mm. you eat when you, more importantly, when you right before you have anything that requires you to be energetically expensive, like exercise, or when you guys are like you know doing your work. So you eat before that because you need the fuel yeah. to expand and you need the fuel to be energetic. You eat after to replenish the body. So you eat for two reasons: to fuel and to replenish. Oh. Okay, another right. quick question. So I find that every time when I host, mm. I get tired. Mm-hmm. But I'm not actually physically expending my energy. It's a lot of cognitive effort. Mm-hmm. But I still mm-hmm. feel tired and hungry mm-hmm. even though I've eaten. Mm-hmm. So does that mean that while hosting, my calories are burnt? Yes, you're, you're, I, I can tell you that hosting makes you burn a lot of calories. Being in even front though of the I'm camera, not moving around? 
being in front of the camera, having to think, your blood is is like racing, your adrenaline is high. That is gonna make you expend a lot of energy, Yay! and that's also Yay! right. Chicken after this, go. That's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So using your brain is also expending some sort of bodily effort. Oh wow! I yeah. never knew this. Great, wow. great, great. Wow. So we should use our brains more, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So correct me if I'm wrong. This is what I I'm understanding from what we're learning from you. Um, when you're in a calorie deficit, that's how you lose weight. Mm -hmm. When you eat good fats uh, versus bad fats, that's when you can lose your body fat. Okay. No. So basically. When you lose weight, yeah. it also equals you lose your fats. Oh. And you can also you can so weight is weight is a very big like umbrella mm -hmm. here, okay? Fat loss is a part of it. So I think a lot of people that's the misconception a lot of people do. They conflate fat loss with weight loss. Yeah. Yeah. But it's completely different because you can be losing weight but not necessarily losing fat. And that's how you get skinny fat, mm. right? Oh. So okay. yeah, so basically you can be losing so weight loss is here. You can lose fat, you can use your water retention yeah. you can be losing muscle yeah. so you know weight loss is a very broad category mm. uh, so yeah. losing body fat is a subsection That's of correct. losing weight yes mm. oh interesting mm -hmm. well i learned so much yeah, yeah. i know yeah. Uh, okay so so you do intuitive eating mm -hmm. uh, would you say you have a healthy relationship with food at the moment at the moment, I would say that I do have a very healthy relationship with food and that's because it took me a very long time to get mm. here. What does um, that look like? A healthy relationship with food? Mm. I think it's very easy for people to classify food as good, good food versus bad, bad food. Mm -hmm. Healthy versus unhealthy. Yes, there is healthy food, there is unhealthy food. But I believe there is no like bad food because every you need to eat with more intention mm. so I think that's maybe maybe that's the biggest change that I'm trying to impart on people is to eat with intention if I'm eating a salad I'm eating it because I know it it fuels me with the energy and it makes me feel good but I if, don't like <laughs> it <laughs> I don't want to cry eating a salad okay or if I'm eating if I'm eating an ice cream at the end of the day yeah. I'm eating it because I've had a really long day I'm very tired and I would like something I, I and I love ice cream so I'm just going to eat it and I'm going to feel good about it and I'm not going to feel guilty about it. Really? So I think it's eating with intention and eating because you want to eat. Correct. A lot of times I pick up the ice cream and as I'm eating it, I'm so happy. Mm. But after I'm done with it, you the feel bad. kicks in. Mm. And I'll be like, oh my god, did I really just eat an ice cream mm -hmm. at 3am? Mm -hmm. It's fine, Hazel. I want to pick up on that, right? So is, that, is it possible then to be on a diet and have a healthy relationship with food? I believe that it is definitely very possible to be on a diet and have a healthy relationship with food. I see hope. And that's a, that's essentially a balanced diet. Right. right. It's not a crash diet. It's not a trendy diet. It's eating for your goals, mm. but at the same time, also eating with intention. Right. And I think that's essentially it. When you develop a healthy relationship with food, it's because you are eating with intention. Mm. Oh, that gives me so much perspective. Have you girls ever heard the term, we are what we eat? Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. my God, then I'll be a Huge, juicy chili crab. Oh, I like I just that chili crab. I will be a KFC fried chicken oh drumstick. <laughs> yes, I'll be. Oh, it'll be mala. Yeah. Okay, I love McDonald's. I love McDonald's. I love, I love Wait, McDonald's. What's your McDonald's order? I get chicken nuggets, uh, six-piece chicken nuggets with the fries. And, okay, I drink water. I don't drink Coke. Um, ah. So that's the, that's the compromise. And I have an apple pie after that. Like, oh. I just love it so much. I love McDonald's. Like, guys, I'm I, hungry. No kidding. I love, I love McDonald's. My favorite thing in this life. Okay. Hey, you 
you're making me want to order McDonald's She's after so this. She's so passionate. <laughs> no, I really love McDonald's. McDonald's. sponsor. <laughs> no, guys, I really, really love McDonald's. I swear, you know what? People like to ask me like, oh, having McDonald's, is this a cheat day? And I'm like, no. I, <laughs> Every literally, day. I literally eat McDonald's like twice a week. I'm not even joking. And it's not like a cheat day kind of thing. It's like, because, and I don't treat it as a meal. You see, this is when I talk about eating with intention. Okay. Oh, I eat okay. my McDonald's after I eat like my my dinner. I'm like, okay, I ate my dinner and I'm like, you know what? I really want to eat chicken nuggets and fries like now because I've just had a very long week and I feel like I'm craving it and I want to eat it and I hardly have the opportunity to, you know, have free evenings. So I'm going to go and eat and enjoy myself. So you basically just had nuggets and fries for dessert. Yeah, it's like a supper. Can you afford to do that because of your output as well? Right. Because you work out. Yeah. Okay, so that's a very fair, that's that's very fair for you to say because I've heard a lot of guys say this. uh, Like, oh, I'm eating like my chicken nuggets but I still have a six pack. Like, yeah, you know. And I'm like, (laughs) okay, but but at the same time, right, you guys have a much higher metabolism than us Ah, girls. And also, also, for us girls, right, like, I guess for the for people who are generally very athletic and very fit, like, yes, I think it's because we are fit, fit, that we have the foundation to allow us um. to eat like this. But at the same time, I also kind of, like, I also believe in caloric deficit. So, I know on a day that maybe I just haven't eaten a lot and max is the only thing that's open, I will still eat the max, mm. you know? Because you still wouldn't hit your calorie count. Yeah, because I still wouldn't hit my calorie count. And I know I'll burn it off anyway in the long run. I'm not eating this every single day. Mm. I'm eating this maybe like twice a week just to treat myself. Mm. I believe in this 80-20 rule, okay? okay? So basically, 20% of your food can be junk food and 80% of food can be nutritious food. Okay. Not okay. junk food, but like food that you like, like ice cream and fries and you basically know, junk food. Chips, basically. <laughs> Mine is 20-80. <laughs> 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 no, so, so here's my ish, my, my problem with uh, calorie deficit. I've, yes. I've tried time and time again. But yeah. I cannot find the self-control mm-hmm. to stop eating or to choose healthier foods. Mm-hmm. What would you say to someone like me? <laughs> okay, so you've tried eating in a caloric deficit. Yeah, but I get hungry and I want to eat. I and feel like you do already eat in a caloric deficit, don't you think? Huh? No. No, you, I see, see, eat see that's, that's the thing. Like people have this assumption that I'm overeating, you know, because I eat so much. But actually, you know, some people's bodies just expand a lot of energy naturally. Oh. Some people generally just have a higher metabolism, which is why it's very important for you not to copy a diet wholesale because you really gotta listen to what your body is able to expand. Yeah, okay, and for right. people like Blackpink Jenny, I think she shared that like she dances six hours a day. True. How much calories can she burn? Oh my god, yes. a lot. And uh, yeah. Rose. Yeah. Rosé says that before she does a concert, she needs to have a big bowl of rice, just white rice. If not right, she'll faint on stage. Love. Le- legit, legit. So carbs Love. are not enemies, okay? Yeah, it's yeah. just how you expend that energy. So we all, I mean, we, the, I feel like that half of the room have a more active lifestyle. Yes. This, this half yes. of the room, a bit more laid back. Yes. But we all we work active out. at night. <laughs> they hey, are. Yes. That's why I say dancing in a club, right? You can lose weight. You can lose... <laughs> You can burn calories yeah, too. Yeah, then you take two shots after that. No, Hazy asked me once. She was like, can you please wear your Apple Watch? And oh, then yeah, go and yeah, dance yeah, one yeah. whole night and see how many calories you get. I will do that tonight. Soon. Hey! <laughs> but okay, we all work out in one way or another. What are our motivations for working out, Hazy? To have a nice body, of course. Okay. Like being in the entertainment industry, I think visually is everything. At least to me, I want to like work out to keep myself in good shape. I think for me... It, that used to be my goal. Mm-hmm. And I mean, very much who doesn't want to look good? Who doesn't mm-hmm. want to work out to, you know, have a body that they like? Um, but I think my goal has really shifted to working out for my mental health Aww. and telling people to work out for their mental wellness. Mm-hmm. Because I think, you know, 
long term, that is what is sustainable. You, I exercise because it makes me feel good about myself, it makes me feel confident, and makes me a lot of uh, makes me mentally stronger. Mm. So I think that's my passion, and that's why I also like to share as well. I love it. I feel like I'm getting there. You know, last time I dread going to the gym, but now I actually look forward at least once a week. Yeah. It's okay, manageable for me, and I'm actually happier every time after I leave the yeah, gym. Yeah, it's the endorphins, and yes. I think that's the thing with my personal training clients. They come to me, and they're like, "I want your body. I want to lose weight. I want blah blah blah." But actually, they the, the real results come when they start working out as a lifestyle and when yes. they work out because Agreed. I feel very uncomfortable if I don't exercise today. Mm. You know, they get to the point where like, okay, I have this habit where I need to exercise. If not, I just don't feel mentally good. Right. Interesting. So, Zura, what are you? Motivation. Um, obviously, people here don't work out as much as people I, there. Uh, hey, no, oh, speak for Jeremy Sorry, I'll speak for myself. <laughs> I'm speak for Asics. myself. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but what's your motivation? Um, I think... I want to be strong. Ah, yeah, you like, are. You are. You mentally. Could. Okay, I would like to be physically strong. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Fair I think point. for me, it's a mix between um body image, a body like you know looking good, but also I've learned right because I, I drink so much. Because <laughs> I drink so much, I've learned that um working out maybe like one or two days after drinking can really bring my like levels. What do you call it? Endorphins. Okay. Dopamine? 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 Okay. Yeah. All of that. Back, back happy to, hormones. Yeah, happy hormones back to a proper balance. If not, I'll feel very low and I'll feel very like dejected. From what? From the drinking? Yeah, from the alcohol. It does do that to you. Really? Yeah, so I'll work it out. I'll sweat it out. So it's kind of like a detox and then I'll feel a lot better after coming out from the gym. Mm-hmm. Then she nice. repeats the cycle. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's a vicious cycle, guys. I'm okay, okay. <laughs> Okay, so, I mean, a lot of people associate um, health with being thin or being lean. Mm. But I want to bring up an example, Lizzo. Mm. Lizzo works out like crazy and people still fat shame her and body shame her. But I tell you, she could run circles around you. Have you seen that woman on stage? Mm -hmm. Like, that's just amazing. Mm -hmm. So, I think a lot of people have this misconception that health is lean, thin. What do you think about this as a personal trainer? Definitely, a lot of people have this misconception that, um, yeah, health is... Like, when they see a skinnier body or like a leaner body or they see the abs, when they see the toned arms, they're like, okay, she's very healthy. And maybe I can talk a bit about my about my own personal bodybuilding um, experience. Tell us. So, I was a bodybuilder for five years. What? So, I remember, basically, the aim was to get my body fat as low as possible, to have that six-pack, to have that very mm. lean body. And at that point of time, people, I, I guess I was getting quite a lot of traction um, on social media, you know, because I would... YouTube about it I would post about my personal bodybuilding journey and a lot of people were going like wow like what is your diet what is your workout routine like and that was probably the lowest body fat I was like 8% body fat wow, or something like that cool. like, I don't know if you guys I want to pull out a picture of it but I was, like, I was super tan we'll put I it right was here. super skinny I was, I was very very lean my body fat was like 8% I was like the leanest and sharpest and most like cut I've ever been in my entire life but in retrospect, that was actually the unhealthiest I have ever been. Oh. That is because the diet and the workouts were just not healthy. Okay, it is not normal. It's to, extreme. Is it's it? very very extreme. It's not normal to be eating six meals a day of chicken breast and broccoli. Oh. It's not normal to be carrying a weighing scale out when you're eating out and even like when literally I went for dates like I went for proper first dates and I had to tell my date okay this is gonna look very weird but I have a weighing scale and I'm gonna weigh my salmon in front of you we actually cited someone like you as an example in one of our podcasts 
It happened in real life. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and, and that was basically what I did. Like, I literally scared all these boys away. And this is why I was like, oh, why did you not date me? And I know why now. Because <laughs> of the weight scale. <laughs> the weight scale to the date. Oh and like, I would literally, like, tap the oil off my foot. And, okay, I did all these very extreme things. I was working out, like, six days a week. Cardio, like, one hour every single day. And, yes, I looked cut. I looked lean. And I was prepared for a competition. I had a goal. But that was also a point in my life that was very unhealthy. Mm. And I believe that anything that's not sustainable is just not healthy. So I think it's very normal for people to look at your body and go, wow, six-pack, like she has mm. abs, she's so lean, like look at her, I want to be her. But I think people are not aware that, that to get to that level might not have been through healthy means. Mm. Right. Or if you look at someone that's super, super skinny, mm-hmm. um, they could have some sort of eating disorder as well. Yeah. They could be struggling with something that you yeah. don't know. And Agreed. to get to that point, I mean, would you be willing to sacrifice your mental health? No. Your happiness, your clarity? No for, okay, clarity? Oh, clarity. clarity. <laughs> you know, to, to, to fit a certain standard, right? Mm-hmm. So, Tian, being in the fitness industry, obviously, fitness is a business, right? People have to market it in order to get clients and to make money. But then, we've seen some, you know, places that, that market it in a way where Oh, they use really hot, really lean girls, very pretty girls. How do you think that affects people's relationship with like, oh, losing weight for body appearance as opposed to losing weight for mental health? Like you said, the fitness business is a, a business. Mm. So I'm for sure, you know, with any kind of businesses, look sell. Mm. So it's not just the fitness industry. This could be the beauty industry, you know, mm. and they are showcasing people who, I mean, what is conventionally looked as looked upon as fit or what is conventionally looked upon as pretty. Mm. Um, so I think that, yeah, for sure, it gives you, it gives people that impression of this is the, this is what it means to look fit. You can use it as the initial, um, as the initial, like, springboard to want to start getting fit. But I think as you delve even more into it and as you start educating yourself about being healthy, about being fit, then that's when you start to develop the, different intentions of why you're working out. Mm. That's a very good way to look at it. Mm-hmm. So how do we all feel about our physiques? At this point, Honestly. I'm actually very happy. You should I'm be. I'm very yeah. happy with your physique too. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm still eating like chilli crab, mm-hmm. my um, McDonald's, uh, whatever you name it. Mm-hmm. But I'm happy like, because I think I'm burning it yeah. away. Mm-hmm. So contented. You? I think that I love my body. I still have a lot of goals that I want to achieve. Um, strength goals, physical goals. Um, and I think that it will be a never-ending journey in mm. fully trying to love your body. Yes, mm. agree. I think since travel has opened, um, I have fallen weight because <laughs> I've been traveling. Every time I come back from somewhere, mm-hmm. I bring back a little bit more of me with me. <laughs> um, but I think I'm also at a place where my mental health is more important. Yes. Mm. And if eating makes me happy, I'll eat. Mm. Like, I can work on that later, you know? Yes. Yeah. Yes. One thing at a time. One, One thing, thing at a time. Baby steps. Baby, baby steps. steps. Yeah. I think for, for my physique, after starting to um, work out in a gym and all that, I feel strong. Ooh. I like it. I like it when I see that I'm strong um, and I can... I can lift things. Yeah, I, I never. I was Jimmy. weak. Yeah, when I was uh, maybe uh, two years back, I was very weak. I wouldn't be able to like open things or lift heavy things or like my shopping. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. the heaviest thing that I hold. Um, <laughs> but now Not problems. Uh. Yeah, problems. <laughs> but now I'm trying to eat better mm-hmm. so that I have less. What do you call it? Like 
visceral fat. Yeah, right? visceral fat is basically the fat that surrounds your organs. Yeah, oh, which is important, but it's important. You can't have too much of it. So yes, uh, lowering your visceral fat is very important because you know that's the that's a health thing. Mm. I've known clients who are very very lean. They have very low body fat, but their visceral fat is something like seven or eight which is very high oh, on the yeah. visceral fat scale. So it means that, you know, they don't look like they're very fat, but inside, all their organs <gasps> are covered with oh. a layer of... What do you do about that? For that, that's mostly diet, diet and oh. exercise. I know, I don't want to say... I know, no, 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 like eating better foods, <laughs> yeah. eating healthier. Eating healthier. Okay. Okay. Yes. So there's this concept of body positivity versus body neutrality. I mm. know positivity because we hear it all the time. It's mm. always being positive of your body regardless of shape, size, mm. and, you know, the appearance-related attributes. Mm. Body neutrality is being more accepting of your body rather than always loving it, always, you know, having that optimism about it and appreciating it for its non-physical character. Mm. Which means on days that you find your body is not like on point, yeah. it's okay. It's you okay. accept it as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So right? what do you guys think? Like body positivity versus body neutrality? Oh, it's the latter for me. Mm-hmm. It's definitely the latter. I don't think I am happy in my body every day, but that's okay. Like mm-hmm. I accept it. Mm-hmm. I'm happy. I RT Hazel. Oh. RT, okay, retweet. <laughs> retweet. Yeah. So neutrality over positivity. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's mostly. Um, I believe that both of them can exist. Mm. I think that, okay, it's a bit counterintuitive, right? Because there's this dilemma of like, self-acceptance versus self-improvement, mm. right? Because body positive would be like, I accept, I love. Then the self, the body neutrality is like, I want to change myself. There's a slant towards like, you know, I feel I feel that I'm not happy with my body now, but, you know, I, I, I can eventually improve and yes. I can eventually mm. change my body. But I accept it still, but, accept, but I'm like yeah. working on it. Yeah, so I think like, you know, there's a bit of a... They like coexist. A, like they, mm. they, can, they can coexist. I don't think that they are mutually exclusive, like positive versus neutrality. I think huh. they can coexist. And I think where I'm coming from is that I'm moving more towards body autonomy yeah. um, rather than body positive versus body neutrality. Body autonomy tells you that I love my body, but I will love it in every stage. Yes. And I am also... There's part of there's parts of me that I want to improve. Mm. There are goals that I want to achieve, and there are parts of me that I want to change, and I have every right to change that mm. because mm. it's your body, and right. you should have every right to do whatever you want with your body. I do like that. Oh, I love that. So when it comes to body image, we all said at the start we struggle with body image issues, right? So how can we then better our body image? I think one very important way, um, especially in this day and age, is who you follow on social media. Ooh. So I, I tend to um, I follow this account that busts like uh, diet myths and fitness myths um, that really helps give me perspective on like not all food are bad you know um, not just because you want to have a handful of M&M's over a handful of nuts doesn't mean that you're a terrible person mm-hmm. things like that positive things like that for me I think it's very important to look at and what I kind of tell my clients as well and tell people is that you want to look at what your body can do for you uh, rather than how it just how it looks so you want to look at your body and go like, as, exactly what you said you know my arms are not flabby my mm. arms are strong yeah you know I don't I would be a hypocrite if I said that you know body working out for superficial reasons mm. is is not a it's not a it's not an intention of mine or it's not everyone's intention I'm, I'm very aware of that but I think like it's also expanding your goals it's expanding your goals to know I'm not only yes I want to look this way but I also want to gain a lot of other things like I want to be mentally sharper I want to be a lot stronger I want to feel energetic through the day and not feel tired so easily mm. yeah I hear that. Wow. Mm. What about you, Zura? I just want to expand on what she said, right? And I think what she's saying is also that a good body is a result of working out. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, the intention should be something bigger 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So then, in that aspect, right? As a fitness trainer, when you train your clients, obviously you guys set goals. Mm-hmm. But what mm-hmm. are some goals that you set that are beyond what they see on the scale, like just the weight, your weight? So I personally don't weigh myself. Ooh. I have not. I personally don't weigh myself. I haven't weighed myself or your food. On my food, yeah. I haven't weighed myself on my food in years. Wow. Like, oh. really years. Like, in years. And the reason for that is because I think that it can lead to a very health- unhealthy obsession. Mm. Okay. When you are constantly obsessing over numbers, even my fitness app, No Sweat, I never ask people what your weight is. I never mm. even get them to put down what their weight is. It's really basing my progress on the on photos, so like before and after photos, and also on how they feel. So even after the, on the app, even after the workout, you can actually start journaling. Like, I felt stronger after this workout. Mm. I felt good that I was able to do, you know, 10 push-ups instead of 8 push-ups mm. from my last one. I can do one mm. more push-up. So I think... It's these like goals that you set for yourself um, that really drive you to to love your body more for what it can do for you rather than just how it looks. Right. And my fitness trainer actually also took my measurements. Mm-hmm. So they say it's uh, way more accurate than seeing your weight on the weighing scale, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So uh, how how thick your waist is, your mm-hmm. thighs are, and mm-hmm. then you do a before and after comparison and see if that makes you feel better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, a healthy body image, it, it also reflects a healthy mind. If you're struggling with your relationship with food or, you know, um, if you are struggling with some sort of eating disorder, our heart really goes out to you. It's a process that you're going to have to work through, but always prioritize your mental health right and and seek avenues different ways that you can try to talk to people or people that have been through it that have overcome it and see how you can really move forward and we believe in you yes we believe it's possible i hope this episode of like harsh podcast will shed some light and encourage you in your journey to love yourself more Mm, Mm. don't punish yourself for eating yes Yes. absolutely so with that um tian you have any final words for our listeners at harsh podcast um, actually, no, I wanted to ask one question to you oh, guys. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> like, I wanted to ask you a question. So, like, as influencers or like public image, uh, people people with uh, elevated like public profiles, do you feel that sometimes when you get um comments mm. like on your photos and stuff like, does that get to you? The comments actually not so much nowadays. People would actually send me DMs that say, "Looks like it's time to hit the gym." Yeah, but what? but they don't affect me that much. What affects me is my my own mind, yes. myself, seeing myself mm. on screen and seeing like, oh, I look a bit chubby. Or, like even watching Hush Podcast, yeah. sometimes, yeah. I, I, if you look at videos from the start of Hush Podcast, I actually mm-hmm. way chubbier then because mm-hmm. I, didn't, I didn't do like, um, I didn't work out mm-hmm. back then. Mm-hmm. So that gives me the motivation to eat healthy, to hit the gym, um, but it's really a battle with my own mind. Yeah. I have to second that. Like back in 2017, I saw myself on screen. Oh my gosh, I look so chubby. And now I think it's a, a better balance. Yeah. I can't say that it doesn't like get to me. Mm-hmm. Of course, sometimes I wish, you know, I have a sharper jawline and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. any other female influencer out there. Yeah. Uh, but recently, I actually did like this live stream where I was selling bras yes. and then uh, basically eight days, did a report on that. And uh, upon putting it out on Instagram, I was expecting some comments to come up already. And true enough, one fella comment said she's such a faker or something like that and I'm like I'm sorry like wearing a bra is fake and Uh these comments yeah like Uh (laughs) these comments confuse me but they don't get to me as much as they would have, say, maybe like five years ago. Mm-hmm. So I, I really second what Jeremy said. It's all a battle up here in your mind. Mm-hmm. If you are happy with yourself, nobody can tell you otherwise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think you're absolutely right. Um, for me, if you don't already know, um, my weight fluctuates like crazy yeah. all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have three sizes in my wardrobe at all times. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> at all times. <laughs> and um, I think on my personal pages, it's fine. But people comment on that all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, because they see it, like, fluctuate and they see it, like, yo-yo, right? Mm-hmm. They comment on it all the time. Especially on, like, videos posted up by, like, my station's page, for example. Yeah. It's like, bam, 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 bam. Oh, no. And if I were to let that affect me, I would die, lah. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm, it's, a, it's, a, it's a battle. Yeah. Yes, no, it's, it's a, really about mental resilience. It's a fuck you, I'm yeah. gonna eat. <laughs> I'm gonna eat my mix spicy. <laughs> but I feel like people in our line of like work mm. has higher resilience to such comments, don't you think? No, no because choice. we spent years yes. yeah. dealing with yeah. this, you know, yes, yes, being yes. sad about these things, like crying in my bed. Like if people ask me to hit the gym, I better hit the gym. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, definitely. You develop you. a sort of like. Uh, coping mechanism mm, to these yeah. kind of like comments. survival I would say yeah. I mean yeah. you're a public figure too what do yeah. you think? I think like for me especially because I am in the fitness space mm. I think there's an actual actual extra pressure yeah. to look a certain way because it's your career and it's a career as a personal trainer as I said just now you know and it's if you don't look the part yeah. um, you know people have a lot of things to say and I, I'm, I mean I'm with you, you guys as well like it definitely gets to you when someone says like okay she looks chubby like she looks mm-hmm. too chubby to be a personal trainer and that's something I got when I was doing No Sweat uh, when I was doing that fitness show they're like how is she giving us advice when she looks <gasps> like she does not go to the gym or she looks Excuse like she doesn't me. even lift so they have all these comments but I think that what is very important there is you kind of develop that resilience and, and then you shift your focus to okay you know what I'm working out not to please you guys I'm working out because I know I'm strong I know I'm fit and if you guys want to call me you, whatever you want to call me like put, put, like talk about my body um, it's fine because I know I'm strong I know I'm fit mm. I know what I'm doing mm. so I think it's developing that confidence especially uh, with yourself and I think that takes a long time you know and that's why you go to the gym that's why you eat well um, because you want to develop that confidence so it, it, if you guys can say whatever you want I know that I'm fit I know yes. I'm healthy and I know my intentions are good what a great way to end this episode. I wow. absolutely love that. We learned so much here today. Um, honestly, I'm coming out of this feeling very positive. Yes. And me wanting too. to develop a more healthy relationship with food mm. and also with uh, working out and all yes. that. And we hope for all you listeners here at Hush Podcast as well. I hope you have uh, many things to take away from this episode. With that, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Cleverty's Hush Podcast. Don't forget to catch Tien as well as Hazy on yes. Gemokaki. Me watch. Right. Um, me watch uh, video on demand. It's also on Channel 5 every Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. Follow us on Instagram at discleverty.co for more updates. That's right. You can also listen to us on Me Listen, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Don't forget to turn on the notifications. And of course, catch us on YouTube um, if you want to see the beautiful Tien's face. I know you guys are sick of our faces. So. <laughs> <laughs> we hope not. Once again, I'm Hazel. I'm Azura. And I'm Jermaine. And thank you, Tien. Yay! Thank you guys. Yay! Thanks for having me. Bye. Bye. See you next time. Thank you.